0: what's happening financial coaches peter here hey i wanted to talk to you about something that actually just recently came up in a conversation and it was about careers and uh, career satisfaction and being uh, happy in the job that you have and for most people i don't know what the percentage is but for 99 of the people they will go through their entire life being an employee of a company and there's nothing wrong with that in fact uh, there probably shouldn't be anything wrong with that, considering that's what most people do. Now, some people go off on their own and be a sole proprietor, a, a business owner, maybe a titan of industry. But for most people, we're going to be the rank and file, you know, and, and for me, I was there, and uh, maybe I'll go back there. You know, I actually really enjoyed working in a corporate environment. I actually loved uh, working as an entrepreneur and, and and working as an entrepreneur in, in uh, my current state. But there's something about having a job there's something about having kind of that typical balance the 40-hour work week the benefits the predictability that comes of it the ability to wash my hands of it when i'm on vacation and just check out and recharge and not necessarily have all the responsibilities of every um issue or every uh day's uh needs come up and haunt me and take up all my time or have me pivot and you know those types of things so i think there's a real advantage of being in a workplace but i get i've been there highs and lows i have been there when people have uh made it really difficult you know i've had tough co-workers i've had bosses that i really loved i mean i i can't look back and say that I really didn't like any of my bosses, you know, and some of them I kept in touch with, some of them, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I keep in touch with regularly, but, you know, I would still call them a good friend, and I would be happy to reach out to them, and, you know, a lot of times they were great to work with, and they were just friends, and other times they were the boss, They, they laid down the law, and, you know, were very specific about what needed to get done, and, you know, I respected that, and you've got to respect the authority, and, I think what we're in is an interesting period of time where for about a generation, people have said, chase your dreams, chase fulfillment, find satisfaction in the everyday. And the problem with that is I think it's gotten kind of changed, uh, adapted into something that is different than that. And I think what I think a lot of people think it means, you know, finding your passion, do something you're passionate about. I think these are good guidelines, but they are taking things too literally. So if I say, you know, be passionate about your work, and there's some element of it that you're not passionate about, like having to be there at 830am every day, or having to work um, a weekend every month, or whatever it might be, or you know, uh, having to go through HR training or whatever it might be. You know, there might be pieces that you're not passionate about. There might be pieces that you don't actually like. There might be pieces that you hate, that you wish you could do without. And it's this corporate environment that's forcing these things down your throat and it's just too painful. And so people say, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I want to go give up. I want to go do it on my own. I don't think I should have to work and you know, all these types of things. And I think it's dangerous because there is so much good that comes out of a job and things ebb and flow and there are peaks and valleys. And even though things might be tough, you know, if the economy puts pressure on your company, your company puts pressure on you, you know, to produce more and maybe they don't have bonuses and maybe they're not flexible with their time off and maybe there's no free lunches anymore. or Depending on where you live, maybe you don't have a masseuse and depending on where you live, maybe it means that the air conditioning isn't running is hard. Maybe they can't get a fix. You know, who knows? I don't know what it is, but I know that people struggle at different times and at different places and you know i've been a a victim of that too and sometimes you know you pile on you know when things aren't going well and maybe there are layoffs and the people that are left are all worried about getting laid off you know they start grumbling about it and misery loves company and, and things cascade a little but you've got to remember that almost everything is temporary you know i mean you especially when it comes to jobs and work and corporate and the economy and many things are very cyclical right and to be really honest if they were the same every day it would probably be too mundane it would be too predictable you probably wouldn't have any excitement and I think humans by nature like a little drama because I've seen regardless if you're rich or poor Uh, There's still gossip. There's still issues. And it's funny when I watch some of these TV shows with just super rich people, how all their problems are the same because I think the human nature doesn't change regardless of the resources you have. So the question is, you know, when people come to you and say, hey, I'm not getting promoted, I'm not being heard like I want to be heard, Um, they're not taking my suggestions, I'm not getting the raises, I'm being passed over, you know, my coworkers are making more or getting more accolades or my boss steals my ideas or I've been in the same job or there's no upward mobility or it's manufacturing and so you know I'll never break into it or it's family owned or whatever it is I've heard it all I've heard it all and I get it I think all those things are fair but the question is how do we find satisfaction in our job and so What I'm not going to go into right now is a lot of the detail on every one of these strategies, because there's so many specific tactics. But what I do want to do is throw out an idea that might be a little left field that you might not have thought about. And it's something that I I consider myself a specializer in. And I will kind of just give you a little bit of preview of why I think it's powerful for these types of conversations. But if you do get into these conversations, it's probably going to be um, beneficial to kind of chase down the root cause of it, right? it may be the person themselves the issues that they may talk about may be all up here you know of uh, the between the two ears problems maybe it's a heart problem maybe it's their personal passionate flame that's burned out maybe it is just the monotony of what they're doing maybe it's family crisis uh and pressure from society or whatever it might be you know i mean we all kind of go through different seasons in life um Maybe you're not as successful as your parents and you always thought that you were on a better track or maybe you think, hey, I've got all this education and uh, you know what I did is um, not taking advantage of it. You're having some sort of existential crisis. I, like I said, I've seen it all. I've seen people make a ton of money and not be happy with their work. I've seen people make no money and be completely fulfilled by their work. And so again, what I'm saying is that it might really help to kind of Figure out what the root cause of it is, one. And then also, what are the tactics that we can do to kind of address that specific need, right? Because usually dissatisfaction with the job is not every one of these things. It's a few things, but it's very easy to take the minority of things that bug us and, you know, blow them out of proportion. And in fact, if you don't think small things can bug you, sleep in a tent with a mosquito. That's an old saying. I didn't make it up. But, you know, some of those small things, some of those nagging things can uh, really maybe... Uh, encourage you to leave a job that you shouldn't otherwise do. I mean, that you shouldn't otherwise leave, I should say. You know, sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side. Sometimes you realize, man, I had a lot of great things. Uh, a friend of mine was not happy with her graphical design job at a very, very large company. She made great money, but she just wasn't getting big projects. They were all kind of smaller things, you know, some a lot of one-off types of things. She didn't really feel like she was being rewarded with the big projects. Uh, and she left a couple of years ago, and uh, the thing she was telling me now is she thinks that was probably her life's biggest mistake. You know, it wasn't that she was being overlooked for the projects. It's just that some people were there longer and they got the more prestigious projects, but she was getting uh good work and doing work that was being seen on a national level. It just wasn't necessarily something that you'd win an award for, but it was great work and she was paid well and the benefits were great. And the, the work-life balance was great. And you know, for all these things, an outsider would look in on it and say, wow, you have got it made. You have got it made. And yet the person in that role doesn't see it the person in that role actually wants to get out and i think that is uh, kind of typical now 99 of it may not be good for you you know uh some people leave a job where 99 of it's good and one percent is bad and that one percent is all that they can obsess about some people are really in a tough situation and probably should leave their job right um they may be Uh, emotionally abused at work, maybe overworked, underpaid, undervalued. Maybe it's dangerous. Maybe there are all sorts of things. Maybe they're giving up on life and they aren't spending time with their family. You know, any of these things can be legitimate concerns. And trying to figure that out with the person and trying to come up with a solution that can be actionable within their job framework is great. You know, maybe we can help them get a new shift or uh, get a new boss or get promoted or make more money and those types of things. So if you can find those things, if you can find those specific itches and help them scratch it, I think that's going to help give them the satisfaction, keep them in the job because leaving a job, um, you know, putting your resume together, interviewing, finding another job, uh, you know, um, Finding your pace, finding your footing, you know, getting over the um, imposter, you know, syndrome, and and all these things, and, and and building rapport with new coworkers, and and finding your finding your niche, and and building reputation in a new job is not easy, you know. Regardless of what it is, you know, even if it's a manufacturing job, you know, it's probably going to take you a couple weeks to feel comfortable, and if it's a professional job, it might take you six months to a year to feel comfortable. So, you know, you know, moving is not always the the right situation. And so if you can help people within their job, uh, great. But and I have lots of tactics for it, um, lots of tips that I've used, lots of tricks and specific things and be happy to share some of those. But that's uh, my long rant about that is that, you know, I think for most people, when we hear that they want to leave a job, we immediately assume, hey, what do we need to do to help you move that job, leave that job? But I think there's a lot of value in trying to recover it now. That long winded intro brings me to what I think is kind of the outside of the box thinking on this. And it's not so much that the job is bad and pushing people out the door, but it's a gap of usually to me how people are finding their own fulfillment. And so if you think about it like this, think about it as if, you know, I need to be filled emotionally uh, 100%, right? And for some people, you take a job and it's all glorious in your honeymoon phase, and you think it's great, and the company has a lot of prestige, and they're in the news, and you're paid well, and your friends are just enamored with what you do, and you feel like you have everything that you need. You know, you're feeling hundred percent fulfilled. But as time goes on, and maybe you have to take some training, and maybe you're not getting promoted, blah blah. You know, um, it's still the job is 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 fulfilling you. You're just kind of maybe realizing that there's some other things that you want, and some of the times those things that you want can't be uh, fulfilled by your job right sometimes those things that you want whether it's more voice more influence uh, more money you know maybe you know sometimes these things um are have to be um you know found somewhere else sometimes we have to relieve the job of providing us everything that falls on our wish list Right. So how then do I bring myself back up to more fulfillment if the job is only going to fulfill me 60 or 70 percent of the way? Right. So I still have this gap 30 or 40 percent that I need to fill. And this is where I would say this is the power of the side hustle. Now, the side hustle usually implies doing something for money. And I've talked about doing financial coaching as a side hustle. And I'm a big believer in that. I think that's kind of a responsible way to start. And I think that 90 percent of people will never make the money that they expect to make from it. And it is a hard racket and it's a lot of work. And I think people underestimate what they need to do to invest in themselves. And so I like starting as a side hustle because you're not risking anything. It's going to be just gravy. It's going to be surplus for you. And what it does in that case is it allows you to start filling that emotional gap, if that makes sense, right? So it allows you to have maybe meaningful work even if it's not bringing money, right? Maybe it doesn't check the money box, but maybe your job checks the money box, right? Maybe you do this for free as a charity or work with an agency, uh, help uh, um, the vulnerable population, maybe just help your friends, you know, uh, flex your financial muscle in for good, right? Put on the cape and be a, a financial superhero for people, right? So maybe that's the gap for you. It's just the the um the knowledge that you're using your knowledge for good, that you have influence, that people are using your your um your help and that they are accomplishing things and you feel like you're giving back to society and you're making your mark on the uh on the earth and you're putting your dent in the universe and, and, and it's filling that emotional gap for you. And what that does is that combined with your job, gives you what you need personally. And so even though we look at our job sometimes as uh, needing to fill all of the things that we need to be um, satisfied with from a career standpoint maybe we need to fill it with other things um, other careers right there's no requirement in the world that you only have one role in life or one role this week or one role this season of life right and so maybe you do have maybe you do have it maybe you give yourself the title that you want and you do the work you want now, like I said, side hustle usually implies a business, but I'm going to throw in another word here. Maybe it's a hobby. And maybe it's not a hobby like stamp collecting or golfing or something like that that's just for you for entertainment, but maybe it's something that's meaningful. Maybe it is working with a nonprofit. Maybe you do work in finance and you can do the bookkeeping for a a local organization. Um, Maybe you love camping and you can work with, you know, some of the organizations out there that are bringing in you know, the youth uh, that are looking for outdoor activities. You know, when I was in Chicago, um, a lot of people didn't have kids and yet volunteered with the Boy Scouts to help give kids outdoor experiences that they might not be able to get to anywhere else. So, you know, families didn't have the camping equipment, didn't have the wherewithal, didn't have the time or resources, right? Um, up here locally, to me, there's an organization called the Chocolate Chip Girls, and it takes uh, uh, minority girls and gives them exposure to workplaces and, you know, and, and to... See what it's like to be uh in different jobs you know particularly in the stem field you know so there are a lot of ways that you can take your hobby and have it be really enjoyable and have it also be meaningful and not necessarily just to fill the money gap and especially if you keep your job and you say hey i'm gonna double down i'm gonna do my job i get that maybe i'm not on the career track i want to be maybe it doesn't do some of these things for me but you know what um, people might Uh, look at you as a community leader because of what you're doing with your hobby as opposed to what you're doing with your job. And maybe you find that the job gives you that balance to be able to do these things, right? And maybe you do leave your job. Maybe you do switch to something else at some point. But I think it's really important to take a look at what you really need and what really is the cause and where you really will get the gap filled because sometimes I think it requires you to look outside of where you think you are looking or you need to look, right? So um, I think sometimes thinking about the side hustle, not necessarily to just fill the income gap, although it can sometimes, but if you look at the side hustle to fill the emotional gap, uh, the fulfillment gap for yourself, it might be able to do that. And you might find that you are able to bring yourself out of the the valley and back to the peak without having to leave a job. And I think that could be a really, really valuable discussion that you can have with your participants. So uh, kind of thinking about side hustles in a little bit different way uh, with a little bit different deliver- deliverable there. So hopefully that helps. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks.